Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, I'm going to preach on God's plan, His path, and our destiny. I'm going to be reading out of Psalms 139, uh, Genesis 50. Uh, and the book of Hebrews as well, so I'm going to be moving just a little bit. So uh, I, I want to talk about God's plan for your life. I want to uh, talk about His destiny and, and make sure, man, that you're finding, you know, God's, you know, some clarity to God's will for your, uh, for your life. So uh, I'll be reading those passages in just a second, but when it comes to God's will, I don't believe in randomness. I don't believe things just happen. I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in good luck when it comes to God's will. I don't believe in karma. I don't believe in horoscopes. I don't believe in the Chinese fortune cookie, even though I read it every time I get one. And they always say something like, I love it. Something very bad and very good is about to happen to you in the future. So always something very clear uh, with that. But I believe God has a plan and a purpose for every individual. I believe that he has a call, a destiny, and a destination for every child of God. And I believe the ultimate goal in all of this is that we give our lives for the glory of God. We find his path and his destiny and we give our lives for the glory of God. So this morning, are you unsure about your future? Do you have peace and certainty over God's will and God's placement for your life? Do you have approaching decisions and timelines and feel uncertain. Maybe it's with your vocation. Maybe it's with your business or business opportunities. Are you bored with what's going on in your life? Are you looking for something else? You know in your heart there is something that is missing. Do you feel stuck in the place that you are at but you don't necessarily see doors on the horizon are you unfulfilled in your heart there is no challenge for your life there is no excitement are you do you feel unqualified you have something down in your heart but you don't see how that you have the skills to make it happen but you want God's will for your life. Lord, you you saved me for a purpose. There is a reason why I am here. And Lord, in this moment, I need clarity on on your purpose. So this message is hopefully to bring some clarity and purpose to you in connection with aligning yourself with God's plan for your life. Now, I'm going to read some passages They're all going to be very familiar to you. You might be able to quote most of these, but they're familiar for a purpose because they remind us of God's plan and and, and purpose for our life. Uh, Proverbs 19.21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. It's okay to dream and plan, but God has his own kind of purpose and plan for our life. Most of you could quote this one, Jeremiah 29, 11. Matter of fact, put it on the stage. Let's all read it together, all right? Put it on the screen. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So it's God going, hey, I've got some things in store for you. You're not randomly just out here. I've got something for you to accomplish while you are here. Psalms 139 and 13. I love this one. For you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Your works are wonderful. I know that all full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Look at this. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. He takes several verses. Give the Lord praise today. Amen. He takes several verses to talk about the, the intricate depths of your creation. And then he reminds us, I didn't go to all that trouble just so that you can walk aimlessly through your life. I've ordained things. I've got things for you to accomplish while you were here. Now, we kind of all believe that, probably a collective belief in that, but I want to say practically there are all kinds of influences when it comes to finding and living in God's plan and God's purpose for your life. So there are all kind of influences. They are running simultaneously in our lives, leading for our service to God. And ultimately, our ultimate goal is when we stand before God is to hear the word well done. That's our goal. All right? But there are challenges to reaching God's plan. There are obstacles to reaching God's destiny. There's uncertainty in our own mind, and there's the war of the enemy against our soul trying to keep us from the destiny and plan that God has. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but, you know, God's plan does not unfold easily, and it's not it's, it's always challenged, okay? It's just not always just there, just go walk in. There are use, usually obstacles that are there. So let me talk to you about some, of, some things that influence God's plan for our life. Number one is chronological time, the time continuum that we're born into. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It is unchanging. You cannot control time. You can't speed it up, and you can't slow it down. You can't slow it down in the good times. You can't speed it up in the bad times. It all marches at the same time. Now, it seems a little different, like the Friday before vacation is the slowest day ever in the world, right? And the Friday of vacation is the last day, is the fastest day in the world. The psalmist said, teach us to number our days. He says, take advantage of the days that I have given you. Don't waste the days. There are only certain limited days that we have on this earth to fulfill the task that God has given us. So we have chronological time. We have our personal life. We're single and young. Maybe we're newly married. Maybe we're a single parent. We're married with lots of kids. We're married with no kids. We're single adult. We're divorced. We're widowed. We're in different life stages that are happening in our personal life in the midst of God's plans. There's personal life. There's our vocational life. We're in school, we're studying, we are working, we found our job on the horizon. Do we change jobs? Do we go back to school? Some choose to work from home, homeschool parent. Do I take a second job? Am I retired? So in the backdrop of God's plan is our, our vocational life as well. And then there's our spiritual life, all right? And the pace of which of our spiritual life is up to individual persons. So your growth and maturity in the Lord. Some are progressing well. Some are a little slower in this. Your church involvement, some are very faithful. Some are more sporadic. Your ministry involvement, are you on track or not? So you have your spiritual life, your personal life, your vocational life, and you've got the march of chronological time that is happening in the midst of all these. So there's one thing that I want to mention too, because in the backdrop of all these different influences that we have in our life are, is something that I call God seasons. They're God seasons, all right? God seasons are the intentional insertion of God's plan into our lives. God seasons are the intentional insertion of God's plan into our lives. So we're not just rolling on our own 
finding out, figuring out our own destiny, but there are times that the plans of the Lord that we just read about, there are times that the Lord sends seasons of our lives to initiate his call, his plan, and his purpose on our carefully planned lives. So in the midst of chronological time, you know, uh, personal lives, spiritual lives, vocational lives, there are God seasons that start to occur to kind of initiate and, and, and help us to find and discover God's will. God seasons are characterized generally by different doors and opportunities for service and growth. God seasons are characterized generally by different doors and opportunities for service and growth. So they just, they, they come, but they're, but they're for a purpose. Now, I, I think one of the greatest examples is the life of Joseph, okay? The life of Joseph. And I'm going to read a passage out of Genesis 50 that I love, okay? And I'll get to it in just a minute. So the story of Joseph, you remember, he's very young. He's the youngest brother. He's at home by himself. He's got a good life, okay? He's got a good life, all the older brothers. And he is his father's favorite son, okay? How many of you are your parents' favorite child? Just raise your hand. Yeah, I, I was. I was. My parents are watching. They're probably nodding at each other now and go, well, that's true. We love the other ones. But, you know, he was our favorite. And also, for those of you that didn't raise your hand, I'm sorry that you had to live in the shadow of our greatness your whole life. We will pray for you at the end that that gaping hole in your heart will be healed. Okay? So, because of jealousy, they sold him, you know, threw him in a pit, sold him. Remember that? Threw him in a pit. He was sold to the Egyptians. And then he finds himself as a slave in Potiphar's house, the houseboy, the lowest of the low. But over a period of time, he does so good. And, man, he becomes the chief of Potiphar's household. Let's just say there were 30 or 40, you know, people that rolled to him. He was the number one. And then remember the story, Potiphar's wife tried to have sex with him one day. And he, you know, he did not uh, oblige her. And he ran. And she accused him of trying to rape her, and he goes from this household to an, an Egyptian jail. An Egyptian jail. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Most people didn't live through it, not because of beatings, just because it was horrible living conditions, and he's there for seven years for something that he did not do. Okay, and then of course, if you know the story, there were some dreams, and that he that he answered for the uh, the Egyptian pharaoh, and uh, all of a sudden, at the end of his life, he finds himself for the entire nation of Egypt during a time of famine. He finds himself. Uh, probably the second in command, the vice president for the lack of a better term. So he's gone through all of this, you know, and his family that sold him into slavery, they come to him at the very end of the story to get grain from him, you know. And here's what he says in Genesis 50, and I love it. it says, Joseph said to them, his family, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of, I am in the place of God. You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So at the end of his life, he now connects all these crazy seasons. Sometimes you don't kind of know where the ultimate destiny is, but Joseph is looking back in hindsight, and he's seeing all these different things that he went through in his life, and now he's connecting them and said, hey, I'm supposed to be here. I, I am where I'm supposed to be. The path that I walked that I did not like, I now understand what God was doing in my life. And I want to just say there are times that we all always don't see the overarching plan of what God has for our life. He saw it in that moment. He saw God's love and care through those difficult times, but now there is a clarity for his life for what God brought him through. So th these God seasons that he went through, now at the end he's going, okay, I get it. I get it. I promise you there will be a day that you'll go, I get it. Lord, 
I get it. I didn't get it back then. Remember when I murmured and complained? I didn't get it. But, Lord, I get it now. So, uh, the God seasons, God seasons, and I'm going to use an analogy here. They're kind of, they're kind of like the seasons that a farmer would, would go to, okay? So, in farming, each season is characterized by differences in temperature, humidity, rain, and other natural occurrences, okay? The atmosphere changes for the next season to arrive. Not only for the next season for the farmer, but for women so they can wear their winter stuff that they've purchased all year. You don't care about the harvest. You care about wearing your leather boots, right? All right, so... The atmosphere has to change before seasons arrive. To the farmer, when certain seasons happen, there are advantages to doing certain things in certain seasons and not doing certain things in certain seasons. Okay, so we got to pay attention to the seasons. So, like with our walk with God... With a ministry involvement, maybe you want to start a ministry, maybe you're feeling a call to ministry, maybe there's a relationship, they have cycles too, maybe there's vocation and educational decisions, business and, and financial, all of these find themselves to the believer rolling in God's seasons and cycles. Now let's just, let's just look at some of those uh, seasons and compare them to our life. In the spring, to the farmer... Spring is about breaking the ground and planting the seed, all right? To the farmer, spring is about breaking the ground and planting the seed. There's a lot of excitement for the farmer, but there's a lot of work because breaking the ground is hard work. The initial phase for the farmer is hard and lots of sweat. The farmer, you know, the farmer has to plant the seed and water the seed. The only way to do it is to break the ground. Get the seed in the ground and water. All right? The farmer is not planting seeds to get seeds. He's looking down the road for a harvest. He's planting seeds for a harvest that is to come. He is not planting for fun or just to have something to do, but he is planting for a harvest to come because spring, for the farmer, there's a lot of work. The spring season For a God season is about planting, risk, faith, vision, timing, and investment. For the believer, spring is the start of new things. It is new beginnings. It is a launch point for you. For the spring season, it's time to put into action what has been in your heart. It's time to take off what's been on the vision board and put it of your mind and put it into action. It's time to take what we've been journaling about for a long time and, and put it into action in our life. Spring is the start of when you put into action things that you have been praying and dreaming about because God is up to new things in your life, in our spiritual life, our walk with God. It's time to plant seeds. It's time to, to you know, for, a, for our devotions to take root with ministry involvement. Maybe you've been just kind of, where do I need to get involved? It's time to launch out. I've been thinking about this forever and joining. It's time for me to do it. Or maybe starting a ministry, getting it going. Maybe there's a call of God that's on your life and you've never really made a move. You've just talked about it, but you've never made any concrete steps. Maybe there's a relationship that you would like to see develop. Maybe it's time to launch out and take a risk. Maybe when it's your vocation or education, maybe it's time to go back to school or change the job that you have now for the job that's in your heart, the one that you're dreaming about. Maybe if it's a business or financial, maybe it's time to make that investment, start that business. It's spring season, I want to say too. Spring seasons cycle through our lives regardless of how old we are, okay? Spring seasons happen, so it's, it's not about chronological age, but there are spring seasons for our life that it's time to go. It's time to go. To the farmer, summer is when you water, pull up the weeds with little or no signs of growth from the seeds you have planted. It's summer. The days are long. Hard 
and hot. The farmer looks and sees little or no fruit and might assume that there is no growth, but he is wrong because summer is not the season for fruit. Summer is not the season for harvest. Summer is to allow the roots to go deep. It's a time for growth, even though it is unseen. So the farmer is working, but he's seeing very little fruit. Also in the summer, the farmer spends a lot of time making sure the weeds aren't devouring seeds and taking away from precious nutrients. So there is a weeding process that happens. The pruning the weeds, taking the nutrients, uh, you know, and water, and, and, and the, the weeds taking nutrients and waters, water, it hinders growth, and patience is important, okay? The summer season for the believer is, is a season for unseen growth and removing the unseen, the unnecessary things from our lives. So the quality and the quantity of the harvest in the fall is based on the success of the summer, the, the unseen growth that happens during summer. Now, Jesus and Paul, they both they have a lot of things in common, but they did something that is unusual in the time when they should have been doing ministry. They disappeared from the radar. They lost them for years. They couldn't find them. Where was Jesus from the time that he's 12 until he's 30? Where did Paul go for three years? Those were summer seasons in their life when it was time for them to put down deep root. In ministry, it's not always a time for the stage, but sometimes there is, it's a time for the altar and obscurity before the spotlights, before the spotlights turn your way. So it's, it's, it's unseen sometimes. And also the summer season for the believer is a time for God to remove unnecessary things from our lives. There is pruning, purging, and the word sanctification. It's hard for God to use someone in an effective way that's got all kinds of junk in their life. So the summer season is a pruning season. He's taking things out of your heart that aren't productive and they're not healthy and God is cleansing. God is purging. He's prioritizing things in your life and he's getting the junk out. Hebrews 12 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. However, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So he's going, the summer season is not fun. The pruning season is not fun. We, we want to be in the fall. We want to be in the harvest season the entire life. And the Lord goes, no. There's a time that I need to work on your heart. There's a time that I need to reform your mind. I need to renew your mind. I need to change your behavior. I need to speak to you about some things. There's some times that you need some more depth in here. There's some time that you need to spend some more time in my, in my presence. All right? So that's a summer season. And I also want to say the summer season is about patience as well and confidence that you're in the right place. The summer season is where we second-guess ourselves because we don't see anything. Well, what, did I miss it? Did I miss hearing God? Did I really hear from the Lord? Because sometimes we take a word from the Lord, but it's got to be validated by ver verbal and visual reassurance. And the summer season is not for that. The summer season is when we walk by faith. We trust the season that we're in. I want to say, you haven't missed God or made the wrong decision you're just in a summer season. You haven't missed God or in a wrong season. You're just in a, in, a, in a summer season. Fall, to the farmer, fall is about the harvest. It is time to work hard first because the harvest is valuable. The celebration comes later. So it's not a time to relax. It's time to work hard because we don't let anything spoil. The harvest it's precious. We, we came from Kentucky. We were on the border of Indiana. Lots of farms. And they let out of school early when it's harvest time. They, they let those students out because the, the harvest is precious. And the focus of the moment 
is, is the harvest. Now there's joy because there is harvest, you know, as well, but there's hard work to do initially. So there will be celebration of the harvest, but first of all, man, the harvest, man, it's when the fruit is born. The day of Pentecost is a celebration that God said celebrate the harvest. Galatians reminds us in the harvest time, don't be weary in well-doing, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. So, so when you're tired, when you're tired in the fall season, keep going. Keep going. There's going to be a reward at the end. So the fall season is about hard work and a little stress, okay? Do you notice God's challenges always come with a little stress, right? A little perspiration, a little, you know, uncertainty. The fall season is about hard work and a little stress while joyfully reaping the rewards of your planting. So we celebrate all that God is doing through us and celebrate how that God has been working with us. The, the, the fall season for us is physically demanding and it's emotionally draining. You may find yourself worn out, tired, and sometimes this season affects your physical health as well. But also in the fall season, we take time to give God, thanks. Work hard and enjoy the fruit of your life. Psalms 1 says that a person is like a tree. That person is planted by a tr uh, like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields it fruit in season. The leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. When you are in the right season there, man, there's a, a blessing. There's a blessing that comes. So for us, man, it could be a relationship you see that is starting to, you're starting to see the potential vocation or education. Maybe the promotion is here. The diploma is in hand. The business turned a profit or you made a move or in ministry, you're, 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 you're starting to see the fruit of starting involvement or, or the call as well. I want to say this to the church and I want to say this to the believer as well about the fall, okay? Because fall is the season of harvest. And I want to say, I want you to hear me. God has not forgotten the season of spring and the hard work of planting the seed. God has not forgotten that. Nor has God forgotten the seed of summer, the growing and pruning. God has seen your cracked hands, your callous knees, your dried tears, your prayers and faith, and we believe that the harvest season is coming. Fall is around the corner. Jesus said, I am the Lord of the harvest. He's in the middle of that fall season. So I just want to say to you, don't be weary. Keep praying for that lost loved one. Keep praying for lives to be changed. Keep praying for the reconciliation of marriage. Keep, keep praying for those that are sick and need a healing in their life. Keep believing what you are praying for because the fall season is a season of the favor of the Lord. It's just happening. Boom, all this hard work. All of a sudden, we're in the fall season. And then there's winter. There's winter. To the farmer, the winter season is when the land rests and is replenished and prepares for spring. So to the farmer, the winter does some important things. Number one, the farmer rests. The farmer rests. I said spring is hard work. I said summer is hard work. I said fall is hard work. And the winter season is when the farmer rests. It's also when the land rests as well and, and its nutrients kind of come back to the soil. The earth replenishes itself. It catches its breath. It nourishes itself to prepare itself for spring, okay, to prepare itself for spring. So things die sometimes in the winter. Things that have served their useful purpose, they die sometimes they, or, or maybe, you know, just plants or, or whatever, they just, you know, they just die, okay? Things, and they don't, they don't come back, all right? But the winter, there's a, there's a purpose in the winter season, but also winter is not an end of itself. What's happening in the soil is it's preparing for the spring. 
Winter is not when we check out. When we go through winter season, like, Lord, what's going on? Winter is when, when, when the land kind of rests and prepares for spring, okay? So the winter season for us is about rest, prayer, evaluation, dreaming, and allowing some things to end, okay? It's hard for us sometimes because we want everything to go on in perpetuity, all right? The, for us, it's about rest, sabbatical, recovering your health refocusing on your spiritual life, your walk with God, praying for a fresh word, a fresh vision, praying for a, a, a fresh anointing on your life, and letting go of certain, th- certain things as well, okay? Letting go of certain things. So winter is about relaunch for the spring, okay? It's not the end. We don't clock out. It's about I'm done here, but there's another season that is coming, all right? So, so those are a few seasons in, that, that we see kind of in nature that kind of ha- have some applicable thinking to our lives. So I want to give you a few things really quick and kind of tie these things together. Things to remember about God's plan and God's seasons, okay? Some seasons you walk into and some seasons are forced upon you, okay? Some seasons you walk into, some seasons are forced upon you. Joseph the story of Joseph, all of his seasons were forced upon him, okay? He didn't have a choice. Boom, all of a sudden, he's sold. All of a sudden, he's at Potiphar's house. All of a sudden, he's in jail. All of a sudden, he's in the, in the palace. So there are times that seasons are forced upon you. Elijah was following the words, word of the Lord, and all of a sudden, the brook that had been provided for him stopped, and it was time for him to do something because there was a season that was forced. But also, there are times that a door or several doors show up, you know, and you've got to take the step, all right? Like with Nehemiah. We talked about Nehemiah a few weeks ago. He was broken. He saw the walls of Jerusalem are down. He was weeping. He was very upset. He could have stayed in Babylon and become an intercessor in the comfortable Babylon. But he said, no, 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 no. This is not a moment of awareness. This is a moment about action. Some seasons are forced upon you. Some you have to walk into. Some you've got to go, this is my new season, and I'm walking, walking in it, all right? Something else. Be sensitive to the God season present in your life. Be sensitive to the God season present in life. Where are, where are you? Making moves in the right season of God's plan for your life, you know, making moves in the right season, not just when you want to. Being discerning The season, listen, if we are perceptive of the God-given seasons in our life, we will understand the unique role of each in our lives, and our decisions can be more fruitful if we make them in the right right season, or they can be less fruitful if we make them in the wrong wrong season, okay? Sometimes, you know, like uh, in the fall, man, when the harvest, we think we've got the hot hand, so we want to turn around and just plant right there. That fall's not the season for planting, okay? I'm good. Look what's going on. Let's strike while the iron is hot. You ever heard that? You didn't hear it here. You didn't hear it here. So sometimes you have to discern, you know, you have to discern the season that you're in because there are advantages to knowing the season. The farmer doesn't plant in summer, okay? The farmer doesn't expect harvest in the spring, all right, so knowing, knowing your seasons, discerning your seasons are important, <clears throat> all right? Sometimes there's an unexplained pause between the word of the Lord and the hand of the Lord. Amen? Or is that just me? Does it just seem like God's slow on some stuff? He lives forever. He's in no hurry. I got chronological time ticking away. My bones are cracking in the morning when I get out of bed. I got I to gotta get going, all right? Sometimes there's an unexplained pause between the word of the Lord and the hand of the Lord, okay? That's because the seasons need to cycle for, for, for the, right, the, the right productivity in your life, okay? So sometimes once you hear the word of the Lord, we think it, it's time to plant right there because I heard the word of the Lord, and I'm going, no, not necessarily. You could be in a winter season when this is just evaluation, pray, dreaming, writing things down, you know, uh, so... Sometimes there's a delay between the word of the Lord and, and, and the hand of the Lord, and we, we've got we to be okay with that, okay? 
If you hesitate and wait too long, you'll miss your God opportunity, okay? If you hesitate and wait too long, you'll miss your God opportunity. When it's time to move, you need to move, okay? You need to be decisive, okay? When the things you're praying about, when the door's there, Sometimes that happens with the doors right there. We're just afraid to take that last step. You need to be decisive and do what you know is in your heart. Hebrews says this, okay? He's talking about people in their service to God, and he said, Hey, to some of you, you should be teachers, but you missed an opportunity back there. You're not ready to teach. They missed Here's a chance that they were supposed to walk into something else, but they didn't take advantage of the, you know, the, the advantage of the of the previous seasons. So if you hesitate, if you wait too long, if you don't take advantage of previous seasons, man, you'll miss an opportunity. Fear and uncertainty can cause you to miss a God opportunity. Fear and uncertainty can cause you to miss a God opportunity. Ecclesiastes 11. It's one of my, I love this. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap, okay? We think if it's a God moment, then, you know, then, then everything, the environment will be perfect for launching. And I'm just telling you, not necessarily. Not necessarily, okay? There are times in the midst of kind of fear and uncertainty and, and, and what you're seeing, but it's still your spring season. It's still time, you know, it's still time to go. Farmers that want to harvest, have to realize that there's going to be cloudy days sometimes and windy days. Sometimes you have to plant seeds in the mud. Sometimes you have to plant it in the wind. But if you want to harvest, you got to get the seed in the ground. you got to get the seed in the ground. So sometimes there's an imperfect environment out there, and you've had the word of the Lord, and you let fear and uncertainty cost you in the moment. And I want to say too, here's what fear and uncertainty can do as well. Don't die with seed in your hands. Don't die with seed in your hands. God's given you something. God's spoken something to you and there's been this delay. Don't die with seed in your hands. Plant. Don't die with a dream in your heart. Plant. Don't look back at your life with regret. Take an opportunity of where God has placed you and the purpose that He's called you and move in the right season. Don't die with seed in your hands. Regret's terrible. Regret's terrible. When you realize you had this opportunity and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't take it. You didn't take it. Proverbs 20. Sluggards don't plow and sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time, they look, but they find nothing. Where's my harvest? And you look over at somebody else and go, man, look at their life. Look at their life. You're all jealous. You're all envious. Well, they planted the seed in the right time. You held your seed. You let fear, uncertainty, whatever. You, you let it go, and you missed your moment. Don't die with seed in your hands. Don't die with a dream in your heart. Don't die with a call of God upon your life. Don't do it. Don't do it. Brant, worship team, you guys can come. Don't grieve when things die or are no longer productive. God can be preparing to do something new in your life. You had an uncertain end to something that you were, had an emotional attachment to, all right? You, you, you're, you're upset. When, when we went through COVID, I've shared this with you before. It was the most discouraging time for me. There was all kinds of sickness in the world as well. <clears throat> But I just felt like everything that we had done for the first six years was gone. You know, I told the Lord, I'm like, man, I just feel like I've wasted six years of my life. It is gone. You know, you, you were at home watching online, but the first Sunday, I was here in this building with 10 people, you know, and we were, you know, 10 empty seats everywhere. And I, I went through, man, I was so discouraged. I was just like, Lord, it's all, man, it's, it's done. And I just remember clearly the Lord just said to me, Hey, don't grieve or spend time, waste time on things that have passed because if you do, you are going to miss the new things that are going to be emerging during this season. There's going to be some new things that I'm doing. So if all you're doing is grieving over the past, your emotional attachment, then you are going to miss when I do something new. And with that word, it sprung me 
into action. Because everything that we had done, uh, some of that just had to die and go its way. But God said, hey, I'm going to do some new things. Listen to me. Listen to me. God doesn't walk you through the cemetery of failures. There are times that things live their useful purpose. There are things that die out, but there are new things that God wants to do in your life if you'll let Him and you'll pay attention to it. God is about the spring. When God opportunities arrive, you have to be okay taking the first step and not knowing what the second or third step is. Let me hear a big amen to that. You don't, you don't mean that. You don't even mean that. When they put that on the screen, some of you started breaking out in hives. You started blowing in a bag. All right? A God season says plant. Go. Move. All right? Doesn't, doesn't mean you know every part of what you're doing. It just says be faithful in the first step. I'll be faithful in the second step. But some of you, some of you, if you don't know the full panorama of what God's doing, you don't move. That's just not the way God works. You take the first step. You follow Him and what He said to do. And I promise you, on the back end of that, He'll reveal the other doors. Okay? You know, when we, we started Street Hope, we didn't know anything about the homeless. <laughs> we didn't know where the food would come from or money. But we just said, you know, we have a need We're gonna, for the homeless. So we're just going to start. We're just going to get out there. And you know, before long, once we took that first step, things started to open. People started to come. Money started to happen. We started to find people. We took the first step. We started GC Families. We didn't have any idea. We want to help foster families. What do we do? I don't know what we do. So we just came up with a cool graphic. And we were all graphic and website. Okay? But you take the first step. And when you do... God's faithful to the others. So now, man, we're hosting foster care. We've got emergency packets there. We are, you know, that we give to new families. I mean, you just, and other things, you got to take the first step. We didn't know anything about helping veterans. Can you help veterans? I don't know. Can we? I didn't even know there was a veteran's apartment in Tallahassee. And that's awful of me. All right. Can you help? Sure. We're in veterans ministry now. Just take the first step. Hey, by the way, we got some apartments for disabled veterans. Do you think your church could renovate them? Absolutely. We can do that. We can do that. All right. We've started a couple. And I've told you they called me back and said, hey, we got more, which I figured they would. In two weeks, the Jeff Odom, Becky Nugent Connect groups going out there. They're going to do a barbecue. They're going to grill out hamburgers and hot dogs for those veterans. I'm just saying to you, you got to take the first step. Just take the first step. And then God will bring the rest to you. Finally, finally. Don't rush through your seasons, but don't stay too long in a season as well. All right? Life seasons are not necessarily months, kind of like the farmer. They can be longer, and sometimes they are excruciatingly slow. And I wrote that sentence. All right? They don't move as fast as I would like. But don't rush through seasons. Listen to me. We underestimate the value of the summer and winter seasons. We underestimate the value. And we want to plant too long in the fall season. We want to celebrate, tell great stories, all of that. But there's a winter season because winter, winter is, about, is about spring. Okay? So I want to say in the midst of all, you got chronological time. You've got your personal lives, you've got your vocational lives, you've got your spiritual lives. In the midst of that is all these God seasons that are coming at different times of our life. And discerning the moment will help you know kind of God's plan for you and what God is saying, how, how he wants you to serve him. And there's a time in your life that the seasons shift. Some of you know that. All right, some of you know, hey, there's a, I'm, I'm feeling a shift. And that's the, the hand of the Lord going, I'm about to do, I'm about to change some things in your life. Let me change things. Let me change things. I told you, God's seasons are like waves and they just come. And they're God's initial insertion of God's plan into my life. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans not to harm, plans to give you a future. 
And these seasons are how he starts to bring that stuff to past. Okay? So in a moment, we're going to open the altar. Okay? And we're going to pray for people to have clarity instead of uncertainty. So if you're uncertain about the future, about what God would have you to do, or if you don't have peace for, and, and clarity for God's will for your life, maybe you're, you're just concerned about God's will and God's direction. Maybe you've got some approaching decisions and timelines and you're uncertain and that can be vocationally that can be in business and finance as well you've got approaching decisions and you're not sure but you want God's you want the clarity of the Lord upon that maybe you're bored with what's going on in your life you feel stuck with nothing on the horizon you feel unfulfilled no challenge no excitement in your life but you know that you want to see God's plan for your life come about, this moment is going to be for you. Also, you may be out there and you go, Pastor, I have no idea what season I'm in. I just know I'm, I'm in the messy season. I got a messed up life. And those are, that's a good season too. We've all been in that season too. I just need to make things right because it's hard for you you know, the, the, the first step into God's plan and path is to renew your faith and, and, and come, back, come back to the Lord. All right? So I want you to stand. I want you to stand. Worship team's going to start to sing. And if you need some clarity, if you want to pray over God's will and direction, there's a stirring, there's some uncertainty in your life, you need, you've got decisions to make, and you want, you want God's will and God's plan for your life or just some other things. Lord, I don't know what's going on. Lord, I need some clarity in this moment. I want you to come because I feel like this moment, this moment is for you. I want to pray over those that are down at the front this morning. If you're trying to discern God's plan and will, I want to pray. I want to pray for you. I just want to pray for clarity. Maybe God would just speak to you in this moment. So Lord, we stand upon the word of the Lord. Your word. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The psalmist said, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Lord, we stand on the word of the Lord. Lord, that you've created us. You have ordained us to bring forth fruit. Lord, to follow in your path and your direction. Lord, there are people at the front. There are people in this building this morning. Lord, they're trying to discern your will. Lord, they want to... They, they want your will and your plan in your life. And God, I pray over them this morning, Lord. I pray for the wisdom of the Lord. I pray for the word of the Lord. I pray for the clarity of the Holy Spirit. And guide them, Lord. I pray. I pray. Lord, in every season, Lord, there's a distinct purpose. And we pray that we would know the season of the Lord and what you're doing in our heart, Lord. Let us be discerning to that today. Lord, as we pray for your will, Lord, we take our hands off. We take our hands off. And we say, God, you're in control. God, you are in control. Lord, you have my life. You've saved me. And Lord, I'm not going to get up from the cross and start to chart my own course. I'm going to trust the same God that saved me to make clear his path today. So, Lord, I pray the will of God, the purpose of God, Lord, to come about in our lives. Lord, we're seeking you. We're asking for wisdom. We're asking for clarity. We take our hands off and we trust your plan. And we know, Lord, that our plan would be insufficient and Lord and, and would not show trust so we do that today we pray for wisdom to stop or to go we pray for wisdom if there are multiple doors on the horizon 
Lord, reveal your time and seasons. Again, we surrender our own plan and desires, and we wait with patience on the voice of the Father. You tell us, my sheep know my name, my voice. Another, they will not obey. We are waiting, Lord, for the voice of the Father. And Lord, we pray, we pray, we realize today, Lord, that anything you bring in our lives or reveal to us is for our good. Even when we're walking through seasons of winter and summer, Lord, you are teaching. Lord, you are guiding. You have not left us in the summer or the winter, but you are active. You're just doing something new. So we realize it's for our good, and we accept with open heart and open hands the move of the Lord in our lives. Let your seasons come. Let them bear fruit. Let them bear fruit today. And Lord, I pray again for those that have decisions in all parts of their lives, business, vocational, personal, with God's seasons, Lord, I pray there'll be a wisdom and a clarity from the Lord. There's going to be a certainty. There's going to be a decisiveness that's going to come because they are confident in the season of the Lord. And I pray over that today. I pray over that today. Lord, we want to serve you. We want to walk in your path. And we give you thanks, Lord. 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 Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.